man, what a great day to be an Eagle. Mercy. Well, the Georgia Southern Eagles will be playing one more time after a huge win against arch rival App State, 51-48 on Saturday. Uh, Georgia Southern is bowl eligible. Uh, We don't know where they'll be heading just yet, uh, but this is basically a uh, reaction podcast, right, Cody? Just reacting to that huge win there in Paulson Stadium and and what was a a, a packed out and rowdy crowd, right? So we'll talk about that, including students. Um, But, yeah, just getting a win against App State. The podcasters were rowdy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Even the podcasters were rowdy, um, but but yeah, just just a, a great atmosphere and a, a back and forth wild football game, double overtime, fifty one forty eight. Um, so we'll we'll break that down a little bit. Um, and yeah, again, don't know the bowl destinations, but uh, getting you know uh, to six wins, getting bowl eligibility, um, doing it at at home against your arch rival. And unless, you know, a, a miracle happens and waivers get passed and, and um, you know, all this that we, that we don't know yet, it seems like we were able to keep App State out of a bowl game for the yes. first time since they've been in the FBS, right? So that's, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so they'll be home for the holidays, it seems like. We will be bowling for the holidays. Um, so yeah, Cody, I guess let's, uh, you were at the game obviously. So, uh, just, you know, tell me a little bit about like what, what that atmosphere was like and, um, and yeah, fantastic atmosphere. Um, probably it was, I mean, I'll just say it's best one of the season. Um, James Madison rivaled it right. That James Madison game was great too. Uh, but fantastic crowd students were great. Um, to me, they stayed, I think the majority of them, if not all of them stayed like through, the entire game um and it rained it yeah, rained right into yeah, the third quarter was not yeah. forecasted to rain right i checked the forecast supposed to just be cloudy throughout rain was supposed to come sometime like sunday morning like around one two in the a.m is what they had it forecasted and all of a sudden i think right after halftime is when it started misting and then it just kind of gradually throughout the game kind of picked up until you saw at the end in some of the videos how it was Kind of coming down there near the end, but no, it was. I'm good. We we play better in the rain. We were playing good yeah. against South Alabama in the rain. <laughs> it yeah. stopped. The wheels fell yeah, off. Yeah, it did. So no, it was great. It, the the atmosphere, everything I thought was just fantastic. I loved it. Um, the crowd was energized the whole time, and even when it looked kind of like it was gonna not <laughs> go our way there in the fourth quarter. Uh, crowd did not get too down loud the whole time it was great i mean just just an all-out just fantastic fan experience i would say yeah i mean you were at the marshall game obviously we talked about that on the last podcast very different environments right i mean obviously students 
Um, you know, they, they were uh, getting it from a lot of the alumni. I think, you know, you and I kind of came to their defense right in the last episode yep. of the whole argument over, you know, um, being Thanksgiving week and coming down, uh, coming back early and all of this and how, you know, a lot of the alumni didn't have uh, to experience that other than, you know, uh, FCS playoff days that, um, you know, uh, we weren't playing this late into the season right at, at that time. So, um, yeah, but, but I mean, it, it was great to see them come out. Um, and yeah, from what, even watching on TV, you could tell that, um, that they showed out and that they were loud and that they stayed the majority of the game. Um, and that just everybody was in it, you know, pretty much for, uh, the entire six quarters, right. <laughs> to, yeah, to, with, yeah. to the double overtimes. Like, um, you could, you could hear it on TV. You could hear the chants, um, <laughs> all the chants, uh, even the ones that shouldn't have made it on TV. Um, what? and yeah, uh, but, I heard uh, no but such yeah. things. They were pleasantly <laughs> go team right. go like Sunday school, like or Sunday boo, school. Um, team yeah. boo. <laughs> right. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's what, it's what this rivalry is all about. Right. I mean, it like that, that environment and, um, and yeah, it, it was great to see that happen now, probably for the first time I'd say in this capacity. Right. I mean, this was probably the best crowd home crowd we had for this game since it's been on rivalry weekend. Right. Since it's been, um, cause we've only yeah, had since the second, it second one, I guess second home game probably since yeah, we've switched 2020 was the first one. So obviously we didn't have that great of a crowd cause of no COVID yep. stuff, but yeah, probably, I think pro- if you were going to look at crowd and, and the impact and atmosphere, uh, 2014, I think still tops it all <laughs> um, yeah. with the Frisbees. Yeah. And- but still it was, it was close to that, but no, um, Probably the besides that one, you have the best one that we've had. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I guess just uh, uh, about the game. So, yeah, giving the shout out to the students and the crowd in general. Maybe um, 2018. 2018, too, was pretty rowdy. That was when we knocked them off for the yeah. first time. Yeah, that was yep. once for first yeah, year. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we knocked them off in Boone. Yeah, and back to back. Um, deranked them right in back to back season. But that wasn't that um, wasn't the the last week of the season. But yeah, no, it was um, right. Yeah, but no, crowd was up there. Crowd was legit. It was good. It was fun. Yeah. So I mean, um, you know, stat wise, four hundred eighty seven total yards for us, three eighty five passing, hundred and two on the ground. Um, you know, very much kind of like the James Madison game, just kind of like relied on the pass game most of the time. Um, obviously we were riddled with injuries. We were down to our third string running back, OJ Arnold, uh, true freshman, obviously has been uh, I think played in every game this year. Um, and and it, you know, uh, has looked really good, right? Obviously played special teams as a returner. We're really excited about him, but what second play of the game, um, he goes down with a with an ankle injury. Um, and we were not sure we we're recording this on Sunday night before the coaches uh, show and the um in the press conference so we're not really sure the extent of that injury um but yeah all of a sudden we were down to walk on running backs 
right um was one of the stories in this so still uh, again 102 yards um but yeah aj brown right coming out of nowhere um he uh 14 carries 62 yards uh touchdown um you had tyler jordan six carries um just 11 yards but he had two touchdowns um so you know getting in the red zone pretty much uh you see aj brown and like the reverse is tyler jordan so aj brown smaller guy tyler jordan's the power back um but yeah I mean, but both of those guys, um, you know, definitely, definitely stepped up. Yeah. Um, we, we talked about in the last episode that with the way the injuries were going, that somebody was going to have to step up that we didn't know who it was going to be, but there's too many injuries on the offensive side of the ball for where it just can't be one, just all on Fantry's hood and Singleton. Somebody else is going to have to step up and, and make a play. And I'll be darned, man, it wasn't just one guy. It was like four or five guys that stood up and was like, I'm going to make a play. And they did. And honestly, yep. that's what, that's how we won the game. I mean, Singleton and Hood and Vantrese, they did their thing. But you look at Ezra Archie, shout out to him. Yeah. The two running backs shout that you just Archie. did. Yeah. Evan Lester, J.J. McAfee. I mean, the stat sheets for some of those guys aren't popping, but... I'll say Archie was right. Oh, I mean, yeah, he, obviously, was, yeah. obviously, he's going to go down, go down in in the Georgia Southern lore, right? Of of, yes. of uh, sealing this game with a big catch there in double overtime. Um, but he had you know five catches for seventy one yards. And I think uh, he so, got you know, us he, started too on the first drive or second drive um, yeah. to get us going. To be honest with you, yeah. Um, so he kind of got us going to begin with, and then obviously you know he wrapped it up and, <laughs> and caught the one for us to win it and go home. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Joshua so. Thompson on the other other end, right, with Archie yep. being a senior, uh, Jet being a freshman, true freshman. Um, we're excited about uh, his Would have future. Had he two had just big catches. Yeah, if if the ball was thrown about a yard to uh, a, a yard closer to where he was coming from, he was so yep. close to having a second huge catch that would have been a tremendous play. Um, yep. But no, his his catch down there at the one yard line was phenomenal, and he's. That's what the second or third time he's done that this season, where he's just blown by a corner and just caught something deep. He's a yeah. special talent that we have. He might be, you know, with a healthy um, Kennerson, might be, you know, uh, Some up speed. there for fastest yeah. on the team. Yeah, yeah, fastest on the team. So, so. Uh, but yeah, you mentioned Evan Lester, right? Tight end. Excited about him. Three catches, um, eleven yards, but had the touchdown. Um, yeah, it, it was just great to see everybody get involved, right? I mean, you, you had your, your normal names, right. That were, that were healthy in this game, um, coming up big again, Singleton yeah, leading with, with 10 receptions, 133 yards, Caleb hood, nine receptions, 99 yards, but seeing Archie Thompson, McVie, Lester, um, Darius Lewis had a catch. And then we mentioned AJ Brown and Tyler Jordan running the ball like that. that when we everybody contributed. They didn't yeah. need to be huge, you know, numbers, but. When we got into the red zone and we got inside the 10 and we needed somebody to get us three, four yards or get that extra yard to get into the end zone, they provided it for us. So I'm yep. just, And I'm shout out to Calvin Trees. Yeah. Shout out to Calvin Trees, 34-51, 385, um, three touchdowns, oh, yeah, not, just one interception. <laughs> yeah, we're not ignoring him. I'll tell you, I mean, you, you could tell he wanted it, right? I mean, yeah. you could tell all yeah. these seniors when it, when it got late into crunch time, they dug deep. Right with with the injury rental team, fourteen starters out, um, and I don't think anyone dug deeper than Calvin Trees. Um, you could tell, like both in this game and reminiscent of the the JMU game, right? It, mm-hmm. it got down there in crunch time, and you could just tell, like 
there was like a spark, like we're not losing this game. You know, like there was just something. Yeah. Um, and and it it looked bleak there, right? I mean, like I, I got I got a lot of crap on uh, on, on Twitter did. for after after um, he threw his one interception, right? Because it was just back and forth. Our defense wasn't stopping any, anybody. Their defense was slowing us down, but we were still scoring. Um, where they were basically scoring in like two plays, right? I, I think every time they were averaging over ten yards a carry running the ball um so and then they were doing those like little dump off like hitch passes right to um the tight ends and and running backs that we had no answer for couldn't tackle as always um so yeah after that interception they uh took i want to pause you on right there and stop you real quick because you did get a lot of crap on on twitter for that for that tweet and honestly you know after the game and how it turned out you know maybe (laughs) rightfully so but you weren't wrong in your A lot assessment. of people were thinking at the time. Yeah. yeah. A lot like, of, to that point, no, we had not stopped them no. at all. And, and the probability of us making three straight stops, like, come on. Well, that's what I wanted to get to. They had nine series before that interception, all of which ended in a score besides two. One was an end of half, so you can kind of throw that out there. So let's say eight. Um, eight. Only one of them did not end in a score, and that's when we stopped them on the fourth and goal at the one-yard line. So they mm-hmm. had moved the ball in all of their offensive possessions that they had prior to that interception. Um, so you weren't wrong in, in the tweet and thinking that, man, if we go down two scores here, even if it's, it's just likely a field goal, over. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it may likely be over with because we haven't stopped them at all. Yep. Um, and, again, <laughs> shout-out to the defense. They They – don't show up all game, but they seem to show up when they needed it. So it's, yeah, they sure did. They, they did. Mean, maybe um, they had their phones out on the, on the yeah, sideline. I don't know. Look, I don't what, know, look what this idiot know. tweeted. Yeah, I don't know if Ert yeah, I don't and know. Doc came down from the heavens and yeah. was like, yeah, we'll just wait to the fourth quarter. But it it they they stepped up when they needed to. They got us some stops, um, put the team in position to win. We did, and I mean it's. Had us biting their nails, but man, it was it was uh, that fourth quarter was was something else because I mean I think we went through all the emotions. You yep. th- you look like we were gonna maybe take command of the game. We didn't. It looked like we were on on our deathbed that we were gonna lose, and we didn't. And it I mean how we how we even got to overtime is just ridiculous to me. I didn't even see that coming to be honest with you. No. Well, uh, again, I mean, we had the three straight defensive stops and then, um, you know, we uh, get the, um, yeah, we, we tie it up uh, 38-38. Um, we stop them. Then when we had to punt, right, we have the six plays for six yards, what, leave 59 seconds on the clock punt it to them you didn't feel good about it right no. <laughs> like you're like they're fine like we're probably not going to get a four stop and really we did it i mean it kind of goes down as that right away it was four straight drives with no points um but yeah they they missed the the chip shot field goal um and yeah i mean the kid just choked i mean there there's no other way about it right so um glad he did obviously since it in yeah. overtime and yeah so um but but yeah, and then like once again in overtime, you kind of we, we we talked about this last night, Cody. Like you know, we get the ball first, they win the toss, they put our offense on the field, 
Um, three plays, 25 yards. We take 45, 38 yep. lead. They one play, you know, get the ball, handoff run, 25 yards, touchdown. Mm-hmm. I don't even think the guy was touched. Um, but honestly, I wasn't super nervous on that because it was like I, I just figured that they were going to get a touchdown anyway yeah. on that. Uh, the, the fact that it took just one play instead of several um, or that, you know, they, they had to get a first down before they got it or anything like it is what it is, right? The, the result was the same, yep. um, and then our defense goes right back on the field. So it was almost like a, like a mulligan, um, right? You, you get will, right back yeah, out there and get another chance. When I saw them send the field goal unit out there just to tie the game up and not go for the win in that situation, I was like, you know what? We may actually win this in double overtime. Yeah. Um, because I'm not saying that I had like a feeling that we could stop them or that we would just hold them to a field goal. But in my head, I was thinking, if we do just hold them to a field goal in the second overtime, we can win this football game. All we have to get is a touchdown. All and what's to good is touchdown. because with the new um, overtime rules, you have to yeah. go for two in exactly. second overtime now instead of the third. So that, yeah, that was a blessing that, that was it, like, huge. with with the possession shook out the way it did because, yeah. yeah, that we hold them to a field goal. We don't have to worry about, right, you get a touchdown. But I say it, this, it, you know, if, if App goes for two at the end of the first overtime – this podcast may be completely different. Yeah. It honestly could yeah. be. Um, and like I said, you know, it's tough being a coach. It always is. Uh, but I think when you're have the ball last and it's that decision of either do you tie it up or you go for the win, I think you go for the win. And I, think I, you, would. You know, I, I, I would. I would. I would have. You have to. I would. I, I wouldn't have even have thought hands. about it. Right? Yeah, like, to win the uh, game I, and, and yeah, I would. Depend on my defense. I would have the play call already there, and then mm-hmm. if what happened happens, right, where they have a one play, twenty five yard touchdown, yep. right, I'd go and hurry up. I'd go to the line. I'd go for two and try to end it. Right? Yeah. There. You you I don't would. call a timeout. You don't. You have the play queued up. And and you go and, yeah, and you win force it, you them know, and, to call the timeout. You force them yeah. to to go through all the the emotions and, and the strategy, and you put the pressure on them. And I think, especially in college football and the way these overtimes work, I think you go for two right off the get go. If you're in App State's position and you you have the ball last in first overtime, and then you you kind of go from there. Yeah. Um, because well, you can always you can always like call a timeout yourself, reset, yep. and then kick it right. Exactly. If you don't like if if you don't like what you're seeing out of the defense after yeah. you force them to take a timeout, yeah. So um, I agree. I, I think you get aggressive there on the road. I think you do. Um, you have yeah. to. And so, like I said, when he went when they tied it, I was like, man, if we could just hold him to a field goal, we get this game, we can win this football game. And that, I mean, goodness gracious. <laughs> that last that last overtime was just all oh, just nervous. You have the the defense makes the stop. You have the uh, probably the I went back and watched that unnecessary roughness call. I still am fifty fifty on it. I'm still fifty. Like I don't know if that should have been called on canteen. Yeah, on canteen. Uh, I don't. Know. It was it was late. It, it was late. I, I I I you just can't do it. I mean, it, it's like you it was play, it was several seconds after. You play. You yeah, don't, you don't. And, the and ball was from, on the ground when he hit him, and his, and it was one of those where his, he not from his vantage point, not from uh, his vantage point. I don't. I don't know about that. It, it. It. Have you seen it on TV? Did you go back and look at it on TV? 
Uh, yes, I have, and I saw the replay where he's coming from. And look, Canteen's a kid; he doesn't do that stuff. It's not like he. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. He, I mean, he plays clean football, no question about it. So for him to do that makes me think: one, he probably didn't see the ball drop, right? And two, and I see, that's know, what I saw. I, I see the, the ball whistle. bounce on the ground, and then I see contact. And it was one of those where he wasn't. He wasn't going full force, and so like it wasn't even like a pull up thing. Yeah. It it felt like he. But see, I didn't hear. I don't like, know. Just like stands, yeah. I didn't even hear the whistle until right when the contact was made. Right, so you know you're taught to play through the whistle. Yeah, and um, I'm, not, I'm not sure you couldn't hear and, it. On and the TV, I and so. I get that that you know it's unfortunate that, that happened. We we still stopped him and held him to a field goal, but. And he made a big play, like he two did. plays he, after that. Yeah, he, he did. He play. stepped yeah. up and, and deflected a pass and stopped that. So In the end zone, yeah. Yep, of all things. So, again, I don't want us to – hopefully there's nobody mad at him. Obviously, we won, so I don't think so. But to me, I think that call was a pretty pretty quick considering how the refs were kind of letting things go in terms of kind of letting them hit and push and for shove. For the most part. For the most yeah. part, yeah. I mean, I was mad about it. I didn't tweet about it. I was, like, caught up in the moment, right? Like, I, I don't think I tweeted throughout the entire overtime period. <laughs> um, we were both just, like, holding our breaths. But, yeah, I, I was mad in the moment because it's, like, it happened so quick, and you're just, like, how do you make that mistake, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, especially for a guy like that who's a leader on defense who's probably going to be playing on Sundays. Like, uh, you know, but but then, again, two plays well, yeah, later. yeah, because it goes from third and 12 to first and 10. Yeah. So... Give him a new set of downs, but no, it's. I just, I just, I don't think that the call should have been made. Um, it and I think honestly, if it wasn't, if it didn't look as violent as it did, I honestly don't think it, the the referee throws the flag, right? Like, yeah, honestly. And see, I, I didn't think, think it looked that violent. I just thought it looked late. Like it to me, it just he popped him good. That was a good thud. Yeah. It was a good thud. It wasn't. It wasn't no. Uh, it wasn't no love tap. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it wasn't like head lower, you know. No, no, it wasn't no, it wasn't like, like that. Yeah. It was a good shoulder pad into him, and he yeah. knocked him on his butt. But yeah. he is—I uh, don't know—I I thought it was—I thought it was a pretty bad call. But that's why I want to kind of get your thoughts on it, because from from where I sat, and then from kind of where I saw on the replay of the game, I didn't think the—I don't think the flag should have came out. Yeah, I had to go back and look and. and try to listen for the whistle because that part I don't know. And, and yeah. yeah, so like that's a fair argument, right? Play through the whistle. To me, it was like ball on ground, bounces once, maybe even twice in like contact. So like that, it's like you got to, you know, you yeah. got to pull up. And again, yeah, he lowered the shoulder a bit. It was a pop, but like it wasn't like he was going full speed, head down, didn't see the ball kind of thing like you see with targeting and stuff. Um, so I don't know. I, I just feel like you you have – I know it happened super quick, but I, I feel like in a situation like that, you've got to like pull up and get out of the way and not make the contact yeah. or like put your hands up or, or something. It's I don't hard. Know. To me – It's hard. Yeah, it's hard. But – Anyway, all worked out. Um, yeah, get in the final overtime period. And offense on the field looked like we had it on the first pass. Um, right, that was ta- that was Thompson, oh, I believe, right? The, or no, who? McAfee. I that was, was McAfee. Stands, yeah, and you see it, you see it unfold, and you see him like beat the guy, and he has a position, and you're like, oh, he's there, and then you see the ball get overthrown, and it's just like, all right, we gotta do it again, we gotta do it again, and it was. 
Um, I love that play calling though. I love going oh, for the great. throat there it's and not great. and yeah. not just trying to do like a a drive, a right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, not just going for a for, first down, trying to run the ball on first down. Yeah, do like short, you know, four yard pass play or something like that. Like we just went for the throat on two straight plays. Yep, in the second overtime. So, um, yeah, love that. Um, but man, I mean, yeah. So I guess. You know, it's it's fair to probably talk about the defense, right? We talked a ton about them <laughs> in the last couple episodes, um, you know, and and we talked about how you know they've they've got to find a way to step up. Um, again, we talked about how they got the three straight uh, stops, which obviously was um, you know was great, and the, yep. and the four straight drives to end regulation with with no points, um, even with you know the missed chip shot field goal, but. Um, you know, still give up 629 yards, um, <laughs> uh, 376 on the ground. They average uh, 7.8 yards per rush. They were averaging well over 10 there for, for a while, I think, uh, before those three straight um, stops because we, I, I think they were trying to um, continue to run, and why wouldn't you, uh, yeah. right? And, and we, we, we stopped them there. And uh, they just had no answer and, for their outside yeah. zone. I mean – it, you no. know that's their bread and butter. It's not like it's a secret as to what they do, right? But man, we had no answer for it. Absolutely, and that's what's so frustrating because it was like, yeah, if you're just getting beat like deep, like on speed or whatever it is, but like with this, yeah, it was like again, like we've been harping all season, right? Like gap and people beat out of position and the poor tackling and like these things yeah and it's like yeah they weren't doing anything special like they weren't we we were getting cute with like some of the things with the reverses and with the knew what was coming like you knew it was coming if you're sitting there on tv you're like all right they're gonna run to that side and sure enough they would it's like what are we doing and then i felt like in the first half we would forget about the trail guy leading, whether it be a, a tight end or a running back that skirts out um, with play action. There was, what, two or three times in which a tight end was wide open mm-hmm. or a running back was wide open that they just threw it to and would kept pick up 20, 30 yards on the, on the game. Um, yeah. Frustrating stuff, frustrating stuff. Um, and if our offense wasn't clicking, we'd have, you know, it'd have been a world of hurt, to say the least. Yep. So... No, I think you're right. As for for as good as the defense played from the fourth quarter to the overtimes, those first three quarters was not good at all, and it was not pretty to watch. It was not. It was not. It it, it definitely you knew early on it was going to be a shootout or or a blowout, right? In in yeah. favor because I think like, it was we a shootout. That first drive let me know we knew what we were doing. Now I know that we yeah. ended with the fumble, but it was like boom, boom. We had the first down. Paul ball bops out and. Obviously, we turned over. When we held them to a field goal that first drive, I was like, "All right, we may have a shot at this. Like, like we we may come out and in and, and, and win this game." And then we go up seven three, then at seven six, and then you kind of knew from then on it was this is going to be a battle. Um, and honestly, rightfully so. I mean, it's it's honestly the game. It's the G five game. It's the G five rivalry of the game uh, of the year. Every year, it's you know stick stakes were on the line this was a fantastic game to watch um and it was great to be on the uh the one inside of it yep 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 um so yeah i guess now uh turn in maybe to bowl games a little bit maybe just like maybe not, not projections but, I mean, but honestly talk a little bit, yeah 
just look at these stat comparisons. They outgained us by like what 140 yards, 150 yards total. Yep. Yep. Nearly 400 yards rushing, and we lose the turnover battle by two. Yep. Just looking at that alone, you wouldn't think we should win this game or even be close. Nope. Um, <clears throat> but look at what we did do. One. What did we talk about the last three games for offense as to why I had me clicking? Third down conversions, fourth Third down conversions have been six terrible. for 13. Six for 13. You had the fourth down, one for one. So it's seven for 14. 50%. We did well. I felt like we used our short passes great in this game. Yep. Um, we didn't We didn't look f- for all of it in, in one play. Um, and we usually, you know, we used it. To, to keep the ball forward and to move the chains and to get into third and short situations. I thought we did great. I thought offense had a great plan, a great plan. Um, and it looked like what we had the first eight games of the season. So that was yep. good to see. Yep. All right. I guess that's all I got to talk about. <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> that was the I last mean, thing I wanted to point out. Was yeah, that. no, no, no. It's, it, it's good. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, after the bowl game, we'll have more of a, you know, full season recap and kind of talk about the highs and the lows and um, what it could mean for the offseason of, of what changes we we need made and not just talking about like staff and things like that, but but just like personnel, right? Like who's leaving, who uh, we need to bring in, who should we like focus heavily, uh, you know, position wise in the transfer portal, all that um but there there's time for that right so like yeah. um again yeah. <clears throat> uh so i think it's de- what december 4th that the um bowl announcements are made yep. um so that's the selection show now as we know we've been through this um what five times before uh these things leak right or not even leak i mean it, it, just some of them like all all these bowl games have their own committees and yeah. selection crews and all this um so sometimes the, the invites get handed out where you know like the Mac, right? The the other day, like, like the Bahamas Bowl, the, the Bahamas, Bahamas Bowl, right? The Ma- Miami of Ohio. They already know, like that that game that they played on Tuesday night or whatever it was. Um, they knew the winner of that game was going to the Bahamas yeah. Bowl, right? So, like, um, yeah. So you don't always have to wait. That's obviously more for like the big games and the final rankings of the college football playoff, Which and then who gets into us, New Year Six and all. It that. may be because of bowl tie-ins, and depending on which bowl we may go to, we may have to wait. Because there's only technically, what, five bowl tie-ins for the Sun Belt? There's technically five bowl tie-ins. There's seven uh, bowl-eligible teams in the Sun Belt, right? James Madison obviously would be an eighth, but they're not eligible um, in what the about first App? year of their transition. Would that be one? No, no. Uh, they they're they not. are not. App is not. <laughs> um, <laughs> but... Um, that, that's why, like, I, I really wanted to harp on that in the intro of like, they'll be home for the holidays, but I, I knew if I did, I'd probably eat my words because there is a chance that they could get their six and six, right? Like us, um, they have two wins over FCS teams. Um, NCAA rules states that you can only count one of those. Um, so it's essentially five, uh, wins and, and only four wins against FBS competition. Um, but there's not enough, uh, Bowl eligible teams. Now there's still games to be played, right? Army still has to play another game. New Mexico State, I believe, is working on like scheduling an FCS team. I think yeah. uh, they're at and five Buffalo wins. They're trying to get game. to six. Buffalo's doing the same. They have another game. Um, so see, they have another FBS game because it was a reschedule against Akron, yeah. I believe. So something like that. And New Mexico State, yeah. I think they. 
they had a cancellation and then now they're trying to fill that in with like an FCS game, but that would give them, I think two FCS opponents. So they would have to get a waiver. Um, App state would need to get a waiver. Um, rice. I've seen them in the conversation. They're at five wins. Their season is done. Um, but it's like APR. It goes down to APR, like strength of schedule and all this. So like, uh, a five and seven team can play in a bowl game if there's not enough and it, it goes down to APR. So that would be rice. Um, but yeah, anyway, the, I, I say all this app state could still get in. Obviously we hope they don't. <laughs> right. Um, and they finally get to sit home, um, in, in, in December and watch, watch yeah. from the mountaintop. Um, but you know, who, who knows? Uh, so, so I'm, I'm kind of hesitant to like really harp on that because then, yeah, then it'll turn around and they'll, they'll, uh, get a waiver passed or something to get in. But, um, going back to us, yeah, five affiliated bowls, seven bowl teams in the Sun Belt. But again, across the landscape of, of college football, um, not enough bowl teams as we speak, right? Yeah. Um, or bowl eligible teams as we speak. Um, so that's going to be interesting. So, you, right, you, I mean, you have the Cure Bowl Friday, December 16th um, in Orlando. You have the Lending Tree Bowl uh, December 17th uh, um, there in uh, Mobile. Uh, the Myrtle Beach Bowl, which is a, a newer one. I think it's in the, it's like second, maybe third year. Yeah. Um, that's on the teal field right where where coastal carolina plays um not really myrtle beach <laughs> um, but <laughs> it's the myrtle beach bowl um you have the rnl carriers new orleans bowl we know that one well right uh, back in uh 2020 our last uh, bowl appearance was in that one um and then the camellia bowl uh december 27th um obviously know that one well uh, um uh, as well uh there in montgomery alabama so those are the affiliated bowls we have have, um, or the Sun Belt rather has uh, like backup alternate bowls, I guess, right? You have like a third, like if yeah, there's like two main ins. conferences, yeah, two main conference tie-ins, if uh, one of those don't have enough or both of those don't have enough um, uh, teams eligible, then it goes to the third uh, conference tie-in. So with that, it's it's ones like um, the Frisco Bowl, I believe, right, in uh, Frisco, Texas. Independence um, is another Independence one. Bowl in um, Shreveport, Louisiana. Um that could be a fun one. So yeah, I, I guess let's just have like a quick conversation about this, Cody. Yeah, like, I, think I, I know that's going to be a lot of talk. D- yeah. yeah. To, to quickly state is that since there is not enough bowl eligible teams, they have to select from the bowl eligible teams first before they can go on to the, some of the schools that you're talking about, like app or rice or whatever. So we are going to a bowl. We just don't know which one it is. It's yeah. not like it was a few years ago where I think it was Texas State or South Alabama, somebody that was like six and six or seven and five that did not get selected to go to a bowl because no, it was ULM. That ULM. Was six and six. Yeah. Did not get selected to go to the bowl because there was actually too many bowl eligible teams. I think South and, Alabama might have been six and six one year and didn't yeah, get in. I think Texas yeah. State was seven and five one year too. So Yeah. You know, that's not like that because in those years there were too many bowl eligible teams and they just happened to be the odd team out. We will go to a bowl game. It's just right now we just don't know which one we're going to. And, you know, from here till December 4th, you're going to hear speculation. But I would probably state that we won't hear nothing for certain until you may have rumors leak out on the second or third. But nothing is going to probably be officially stated until that selection so on the fourth, just because of the logistics and, and 
who gets invited where and kind of you're going to have to wait for this poll to select in order for this poll to go and all the you know politics that go along with that. So it's going to be Do you a think while. it do you think it changes where like so the ones that are some Bell affiliated the, the five that I just read off if yeah. they made their selection because we've seen that in the past right like the New Orleans Bowl used to take the champion yeah. um but that's no longer the case I think it was the Cure Bowl one year now I think it's just I think there's a pecking order of like who who gets like hierarchy but um they don't technically like have to take the champion right which yeah. will either be Coastal or yeah, Troy in this yeah, case sure. yeah um it's yeah. changed recently, so I don't know how that pecking order goes now. Because I think it really obviously changed. we went in twenty twenty. We did not win the division or the Correct. championship, right? Um, and we went to the New Orleans Bowl, but um, and and then I know I think it was the Camellia Bowl, maybe that one. I think that announcement came out before, if yeah. I remember correctly, Probably. before selection. Um, but yeah, so. It, it could be finalized before December 4th, um, but yeah, either way, there's going to be a lot of rumors. Um, I'm not holding my breath to it. Yeah. Um, and, and I guess what I was trying to get at was like with those five affiliate bowls, you know, you got to think like they're probably going to take, I mean, there's a number of factors, right? Like how well your team travels, right? Which we yeah. do travel well. Um, but at the end of the day, we are six and six ball club. Um, so you're going to probably take the at least on paper better teams right of of your coastals mm-hmm. and your troys and your south alabamas um before you take us yeah uh, right <clears throat> um but you have us um louisiana uh southern miss right all at six and six um so you know obviously louisiana gets a lot of love from the new orleans bowl for obvious reasons they played in that a number of times so you're you're gonna have like proximity coming into play yep. so I say all this because we could be looking at a bowl that I didn't just read off, right? Uh, not one of those five affiliate bowls, which to me would be exciting, like yeah. uh, you know, um, because like every uh, we've we've been to all but Myrtle Beach, right? Um, and we've uh, and we've won in all but Orlando, um, yes. so. You know, I know some people might want to go back to Orlando and, and get the win there in the Cure Bowl. Um, I've heard some people say that they want to go to Myrtle Beach, right, for a beach vacation, vacation there in December. Um, but, you know, to me, I think it would be exciting to get in one of these, like, quote-unquote fringe bowls. Like, <laughs> like one of these bowls that isn't, isn't in the normal rotation and, um, you know, maybe not like a Frisco, Texas, but like an Independence Bowl I think would be cool. You know, like just something like that, different kind of different time in the bowl season, right? That one's a little bit later, I believe. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know, Cody. What 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 would be your preference? Who I think it's matchup. I don't really it, the location to me doesn't matter. I want to see an interesting matchup. So okay. if it's a, you know, uh, I'm trying to think somebody where the projections right now, I would yeah. say are not interesting. Um, a lot of them, right? I'm They're liberty. Yeah, liberty was liberty has been mentioned a couple times. Um, as an independent team, they yep. get they have like their own um tie-ins where if there's not enough conference teams Which is kind in, of, then I won't say rare for independents, but like arm, yeah, army has one. army has those, yeah. Um, I think all the service academies do. Notre yeah. Dame, I think, has yes. maybe. Maybe, yeah. probably, uh, but like UConn does not, New Mexico nope. State does not. Um, nope. So, 
I see UConn. There was one projection where it had us against UConn. That would be interesting. I thought to that me. was an interesting one against going up against them. You know, yeah, Jim Mora. Yeah, that'd be yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, I think so. Of of all those teams, Eastern Michigan was mentioned. Obviously, we beat them in the Camellia Bowl several years ago, yeah. right, with the Shy Words run and the Tyler Bass kick. But um, that to me just isn't. I don't know that that exciting um, to think about the. I could see maybe the allure of the Liberty to get revenge on them, um, especially if it's like back in Orlando yeah. or something. But you know, I, I know I, I know a lot of fans didn't have a great experience down there. I lived there at the time, right? So it was awesome to see my my alma mater come in and yeah. and Georgia Southern take over Orlando. And we had a good time, obviously outside of the the actual game. Um, but there were some things with the game itself, like just with like stadium and and all of that. It's in a soccer stadium. Um, it it just wasn't. It wasn't my favorite bowl experience other than it happened in my hometown at the time. Yeah. Right. So, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, um, yeah, to me, it's, it's, it's kind of those bowl games outside of those, those five. Like if, if it's like independence or, or maybe just one, a random one that we're not even considering, Correct. um, right. But Bo- Boca Raton or something that. like that. <laughs> yeah. Boca Raton bowl. Like that would, that could be interesting. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Like, do we get in a, a higher one? Probably not. Like a like a Gasparilla no, or Duke's Mayo I, or something. I'll be honest probably with you. Not. We, I think we'll probably get into one of the tie-ins with the Sun Belt. I don't. I don't know if we'll get into one of the ones that technically don't have a Sun Belt tie-in. But who knows? You know. And, and but why is that? We, I guess you know. Do, do just you, because we're lower? Yeah. Because because I think one of the more the fringe ones would probably want to take. You know, Troy. Do they do they Alabama. get first pick though? I guess I is my know. question. Yeah, maybe because I a, to me if it's like I would think the main tie-in. Yeah, I would think the main tie-ins would get first picks. Maybe I'm not sure. I don't. I don't. I'm, I don't know the politics, and as, I'm sure as yeah. it gets closer and and though things will come out and we'll just retweet it and and talk about it on on Twitter. But it's a. Um, I would think something like the Independence Bowl. I think that's against an SEC team or ACC team. Uh, um, or me. I think it's Power 5 school. Um, I could see where if they would want to – like let's say Troy wins the conference next week, you know, and Army loses. I think that could get us to where we would – yeah, I think it's I think it's an SEC school. It's um, – uh, hold on. Yeah, because Army played Missouri <clears throat> last year. It's the American – it's Army American. versus the American. Yeah, really. It was okay. BYU Conference USA uh, last year. Okay. Um, and then twenty twenty three BYU played... and Pac twelve. It's going to okay. be Pac twelve and twenty three and twenty four. Ah, uh, so does it rotate? B- it looks like it rotates BYU uh, and Army. Okay. Yeah. So and I don't know how that changes once BYU goes to a conference once yeah. they go to the Big Twelve. But gotcha. All right. So. You know, maybe I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But I, I UA I don't know. UAB played BYU in it last year. That was the game okay. that that UAB. Well, um, then beat what BYU. was the army? Then what was the Army Missouri bowl game last year? The Army Missouri bowl game was the Armed Forces Bowl. I okay. think, if I remember correctly. All right. Um. Yeah. So that makes sense why it's rotated because they probably rotate if like Air Force maybe this year gets it. There's the Armed Forces Bowl. And there's also the First Responders Bowl. That one's in Frisco, Texas, I believe. Um, but 
Yeah, he so was, this one, yeah, I don't yeah know Ar- Army, Army, Missouri, Army won 24-22 in the Armed Forces Bowl. That one's in Fort Worth, Texas. Okay. Yeah. So, well, I guess we'll see where it plays out, but I don't know the rules, and I don't know kind of the pecking order. Like I said, it used to be, what was it, when we went played Eastern Michigan, it was very clear defined. This yeah. board gets this, yada, yada, yada. But since, I think, 2020, all that has... It's mixed me, up, but I yeah, I would blurred. I would imagine that if you have because there's some kind of money exchange, right? So like Has if you be. have a conference tie-in, I would imagine that you, regardless of what the pecking order is, if you're one of those five balls with a Sun Belt tie-in, you get a pick, right? And you wouldn't yeah. get the leftovers. And then to like an Armed Forces Bowl or Independence Bowl or Boca Raton or whatever it may be, if you're conference tie-ins don't have enough teams uh, sol for you right like you get stuck with the leftovers from some belt or leftovers from mac yeah, or be, whoever that, that it may makes be. sense that yeah. makes sense so it could I, be I would think right those, yeah yeah that could be one of us and then one of those other yeah bulls like I, i'm okay. i'm fine being the leftovers in that situation right <laughs> and and like hey army didn't make it you know independence bowl here's georgia southern like that's fine like yeah. you know um but, uh, yeah, d- just for something different. Because, again, the, the only one that we haven't been to at this point is, is Myrtle Beach. So, um, yeah, I, I, it, regardless, it's it's going to be fun. Um, I know people have preferences based on where you live and, obviously, time of the year. And some of these are, are in the middle of the week, right? So I think one's on Tuesday yeah. one's on Monday. Um, one or two are on Friday. Uh, uh, and then the rest are on Saturday, I believe. Um, but... Yeah, so um, obviously that affects ability to travel and stay overnight and take off work and all this kind of stuff. But um, regardless, it's, it's going to be fun. Just just the fact that you know we are going bowling again, right, for the sixth time, yep. um, and obviously first under under Helton. Um, and yeah, it's just a great way to, to end the season really regardless of, of how the game plays out. But obviously if we were able to, to pull off a win, um, you know, against an opponent or a conference that we normally don't play, um, get to do it on a national stage, um, in, in the season seven to five, that would be, uh, fantastic be and, and huge, huge momentum going into the next year. So, yep. Yeah. Um, so speaking of momentum going to the next year, do you think the bowl game affects it? Like, like, yeah, no, good, 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 good. Yeah. Good question. Um, I like if we lose, I the do. Bowl game, does it kill the momentum after the app state game? Um, mm, I, I think a little bit, it depends on how, it how the game goes. <laughs> yeah. I think it depends on how it happens. I think like the, the, the cure ball, we talked about this a little bit before we started recording the cure ball. I think did, I think, you know, yes. we, we had, yes. we had some momentum, that season that was 2019 that was um yeah, that, was a, that, that was, was a weird season it was up and down we had some we won against app state but that wasn't the last game of the season georgia state was the last game of the season yeah and we lost to them no we beat them no we beat them in 19 yeah Because this is the first year. This is the first year that we had uh, we split App and Georgia State. All the other oh, years we either lost yeah, to both that, or, yeah. or beat them both. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, so we we beat them in nineteen up there, I believe. Right, 
maybe. No, in Statesboro. No. That was in Statesboro because we lost to him ACL in 2020. Game. Yeah, we lost to him in 2020 in Atlanta. Yeah. Because um, I was at that one. <clears throat> um, yeah, that's right. That that was ACL game. All right. Um, so anyway, yeah, that was up and down year, but I would say the cure bowl, we were kind of deflated, right? I mean, like you, you were, you mentioned, uh, before we started recording, like the best, there were a lot of people calling for his head after that game. Yeah. Cause it was just a, it was a piss poor performance. I mean, the yeah. play calling was really bad in that game. Um, it, you know, in, in offense that, what you know was a shadow of what it was in 2018 right in the in the comeback season and the mm-hmm. um 10 wins um and that well not I think only was that like but that liberty game. defense was not a defense that had you had looked at their stats throughout the season and it wasn't like it was some daunting rushing defense that had correct these incredible numbers no they had given up tons of rush yards <laughs> against some opponents and against pretty bad opponents so it was sort of like, well, this is what we do. They can't stop it that well. We should be able to probably, it may be a shootout, but we should put some points up on the board. And to, you know, not do that, it was just infuriating. And on top of that, for it to only look like we were just doing a dive play every play in that bowl game was was pretty made everybody yeah. else. So stuff stuff like that, I think, sticks with you. So it's, yeah. it is how. It's how you, if you do lose, I think how you lose how you matters. Lose. I think who you lose to matters. Um, if it's a game, if it's a team that you feel like you should beat. Now, as a six and six team, I don't think that we have any right to have like a chip on our shoulder by any means. Um, so whoever we play, right? But I mean, if you're going in as, I don't know. Um, I think if there's a little bit, you don't want to go. You don't want to end your season under five hundred. No, I mean, I, I, I guess what I'm saying is, is like if if we're playing a eight win team or a nine win team, right, or if we're if we happen to play a power five team or something like that, like yeah. sure we'll have a chip on our shoulder. But what I'm saying is, is like it's not like we're expected to win, right? We probably wouldn't be favored um, if, yeah, if that no. were the case. I don't, know. I don't know too many games we would line up and we would be favored in at least right in a viewpoint of Vegas. Right. So, so that, that's like my point. Like you've seen some of these like Sunbelt champions, right. Play, um, like six win teams or seven win teams. Yeah. Like, so, um, yeah, I, I guess that kind of matters, but, but yeah, I mean, it, it definitely for positive momentum, hundred percent. I mean, if we, if we end with a winning record, um, and Clay Helton's first year, both of us, you know, pr- projected, you know, I was like around six wins, possibly getting a bowl game, maybe, uh, you know, getting a seventh win. Um, peak was like eight and probably with a bowl win um, yeah. being that eighth win. Uh, you were somewhere in like the, the three really low to like five, maybe six range. Obviously, that that changed like throughout the season. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, I mean, if, if we got to seven wins, it would surpass both of our like initial expectations. Um, which I think is, is huge. Right. And I, I think for, uh, given the circumstances of, of going through the transition, like we've, uh, been doing with, um, with offenses, uh, you know, looking back and, and saying we made a bowl, got seven wins, uh, you know, top 25 offense, uh, top five passing attack. Like that's something to hang your hat on, right. Yep. Going into the next season, if we get blown out and get, get completely exposed by, 
you know, a Mac team or something like, yeah, that, yeah. that will definitely damper things. Um, but yeah, as I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think, I think it's from a positive standpoint, absolutely. It helps. I think from a negative momentum standpoint, I think it's more of a hangover, like a bad taste and you get over it yeah. after like a couple of weeks, um, yeah. where, where you're riding high off the win, um, well into the, the postseason. Right. So. Yeah, and I mean, let's look at it. I mean, let's be honest. Just because you win your bowl game doesn't translate that you automatically be good the following season. Like, yeah, uh, no. we dominated the twenty twenty bowl game, and then we came back next year, and you know, obviously, know what happened True. in twenty twenty one. True. But no, I think <clears throat> to me, the biggest thing I think is going to be just how does our defense play in this bowl game? Um, do they come out? Do they show? You know, do they fix some things? Do they look at some things? Do they look over maybe like the last few games, maybe the season as a whole, see where they're making their mistakes, and can they maybe not correct all of them in the two weeks of practice the gap, but can they find some answers to where it's not like this it was this past game to where for three quarters App State could legitimately just run all over us? Mm-hmm. Um, and can we, you know, at least come out and, and play good quality defense for the entire four quarters of the game. So I think that's what I'm going to be looking for, just some improvement on defense. Um, for sure. And then, obviously, offense, you know, this is their one loss hurrah. You know, Cal Van Trees and company, this is, their, this is their last college game. Let's see how they end it. Let's see what Brian Ellis can do um, and see where we can go. I mean, this is – it's it, it's fun. This is fun. This is something that at the beginning of the season I don't think many people really realized we could do. Um, obviously by the time September ended, we felt confident that this is where we should be at. And honestly, November made it a little, uh, more drama than what we needed it to be, but we're here. Um, and let's go win it. If we're going to go play in it, we might as well win it. Yeah, no, hundred percent agree. So yeah, I, I guess on that Cody, we'll end this one. Um, obviously we'll have, uh, you know, um, like you alluded to earlier, there'll be plenty of rumors. Uh, follow us on all the socials to um, yeah. follow that, right? Um, and what are we yeah, gonna we'll, do like a big episode of recruiting, recruiting class and bowl, or are we gonna split that? Yeah, up? probably dep- depending on timing. I, I think I think after it's announced, we'll probably do an episode uh, previewing the opponents. When's, when's the signing period? Is it? It's the mid mid December, uh, right? It's mid. I want to say like yeah, yeah around like the fourteenth, okay. fifteenth. So so yeah, it's it's usually so it'll be, it'll be you know the um the, we the announcement probably two. I think I think shortly after December fourth, if it is locked in before December fourth, maybe we you know like locked in right, like it's a sure thing. Yeah. It's not just speculation. Maybe we we talk about it then, right? Talk about location, the bowl itself, the opponents are previewing that, um, and then uh, yeah, and then have one depending on when the bowl is. If it's like in that first weekend of of, of bowl games, uh, yeah, just depending on how that lines up. I think the first the first game is the fifteenth or something, which is maybe right around the signing period. Um, so if that's the case. And the timing works out. Yeah, maybe we do like a second preview of the game or possibly a recap of the game and then also talk about recruiting. Yep. Um, so, yeah, stay tuned for that. We'll uh, keep everyone updated on, on social. Obviously, it'll be a little um, off cycle, right, than, than normal um, just because there's so many question marks. We don't know 
when we yep. know we're playing one more, but we don't know when or where. Um, so yeah. And, as, uh, and if you don't know after the bowl game, it will take a long hiatus. <laughs> and yes. we'll probably, um, unless there's some drama, which hopefully there won't be this off season, we'll probably won't do anything until pro- well, probably the spring game. Maybe probably yeah February no, recruiting pr- probably but, February recruiting leading into like spring practice like previewing spring practice and yeah. then do one oh, either right schedule. before or after yeah we may combine like February recruitment then after yeah but we're definitely taking schedule January release. off we'll try to have I think for the even the 2020 bowl game if I remember right like I don't think we had an episode right after that it was like because no, oh, it was Christmas it was like, it was Christmas it was, yeah. It was Christmas, um, and then I got COVID. So no, I don't think yeah. we did one for like a week or something. <laughs> so we'll we'll try to do one. We'll try to do a react, especially if we win. We'll try to do yeah. like a yeah. a reaction one of that, like we're doing we with this fancy this do app, a Twitter space. Game. We might even do a Twitter space. I wanted to do one uh, last night. Uh, Cody somebody was in rare was, form. <laughs> somebody was in not in inebriated. Yeah, we're so not gonna we'll, name names. We'll try to do those. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe we maybe we test it after the bowl game if it's if it's a win. Um, yeah. but we're we're gonna try to do that more uh, next season to do the Twitter Twitter spaces in the moment uh, reactions. But yeah, there'll be plenty to talk about um, with that. Obviously, coaching carousel um, and Sun Belt, uh, right? Several yeah. names like rumored. Uh, you've got one Willie Fritz already. now. Uh, you've got one vacancy right with Texas State. Um, yeah, fired their coach. You've got uh, rumors of circulating of Willie Fritz right going to Georgia Tech, but nothing finalized. You know, as we speak, as we record this, um, yet. But uh, yeah, I mean, obviously Chadwell's name's been floating around out there for several vacancies. So um, yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, App State went in a meltdown right after after we they beat did. them uh, 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 with with the pitchforks and the and the torches calling for um, for Clark uh, to be fired. So um, it will be interesting to see how all this shakes out. Um, and what if and, yeah. they did and they hired Sean Elliott from Georgia State to be their coach? <sighs> I mean, one could hope. I, I guess one could. I don't know. Yeah, I, th- that wouldn't make any sense. I just, he's I don't. An app guy. I know he's an app guy, and 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 they love you know pulling fruit from the tree. But like, he literally. I mean, they, they they're in the same division, and they were literally a worse team this year. <laughs> They, yeah, they you know, were. they've had less <laughs> like you could argue like he has less to work with and like what he inherited wasn't what Clark inherited. But true. Uh, no, it, I, just, it was a yeah. joke. It, to me, it was more I of a know. joke than it was. Seriously. I know. But but we are in unprecedented times to where for most of us, App State has not fired a coach in our lifetimes. It's, you know, true. Um, see, I, so. I could see I could see a situation like this Chadwell go to App State. No, no I way. Know. I don't know. Maybe I could see that over Elliot. Well, yeah, but I don't think so. He's he, but the he's the money would need at, to be at, there, and yeah, he got too um, cushy. He is too cushy at, at Coastal. He's not leaving that to go to App. Yeah. Um. No, I just I don't think they fire. I don't think App fires your coach. I think the talk is just reactionary to, to them losing it to is. us and not being. Not going to a bowl, um, but he will be on a hot seat going into the next year. He will. He will be on a hot seat. He may get fired next year if he doesn't perform. But yep. they, I don't. I say this now, but I do not think that they 
let him go this offseason. Yeah, probably not. So, yeah, we'll see if, if it just, uh, you know, starts and ends with Texas State's coach or, uh, you know, if there's more more on the way. But, uh, yeah. but with that, Cody, um, happy to be bowling, happy to be playing one more time in the 2022 season. Um, and until next time, as always, Hail Southern. And great to beat App State, Hail Southern. <laughs>